thank you, uh, Netapong. Um, I believe you're responsible for the Foundervine community. And for those that don't know, Foundervine is an international training consultancy specializing in digital startup and scale up acceleration programs. Foundervine has received support and recognition of some of the top companies worldwide, including KPMG, PwC, Barclays, and I believe many, many more. And mm. I'm so glad to catch up with you in there. I know we've kept missing each other. We've seen each other a couple of times at different times, <laughs> yeah. but we kept missing each other. I just wanted to talk to you today about your ideas on community, hackathons, and really found a vine as a whole and the role you're playing in the tech industry. So I, I think a good place is to start is what's the secret to building your community? There's many other communities that I'm a part of on WhatsApp and newsletter and just like not everybody's contributing value into the community. You mentioned it really is all about value. So um, what drives us is to make sure that we are actually adding value to our community. And that's done by having a constant loop. So continuing to engage in conversation. We've actually um, conducted forums with people in our community. And also um, making sure that with our speakers, mentors and sponsors, that we are really in tune with their goals and what they're trying to get out of um, what we're doing, essentially. Um, so we're really values driven. I think that's what makes that's what makes a highly engaged community, because because if people are getting what they need out of it, then they're going to continue to be engaged. It's really about having different forums to make sure that people get what they need from it and not everything will be for everyone so for instance we noticed that some people are more engaged in the whatsapp group whereas others prefer our community newsletter so you can get a good summary of what's going on in, in a snapshot and don't have to continue to be engaged daily on a whatsapp group um Whereas we know that some people come to all of our events consistently, whereas some just dip their toes in. So the point is really just to make sure that we have different channels that can be for everyone, but also make sure that every channel adds value. No, that's, that sounds great. And how does, we touched a little bit on Startup 54, but how did Startup 54 specifically begin? Mm, yeah, so that, was an idea or a model that was developed through Izzy. So we've, th that was one of our first events. Um, I think our first one was in 20, was it 17 or 18, 2018. Um, and it was focused on social enterprise. Um, so yeah, so I think that was following two of our main events. So we had found a first already and we had um another sort of community event before we did that and really that was as a response responding to what our community needed again going back to my first point about adding value so people wanted practical advice about actually how do I start a business because it's all well and good having you know panel discussions and hearing people that are like seemingly successful telling you what they did but a lot of it can be very surface level and I know like I'm sure you can relate as well, when you go to events, like you feel motivated after one day, but things can fizzle out really quickly. Um, so the focus was to give people the tools and also the space to try out their ideas and, and test their skills and really develop and grow. 
One of the main things about Starter 54, as you know, is that um, at the end of the weekend on a Sunday afternoon, you're able to pitch your prototype and your idea to a panel of investors, business professionals and leaders. And that is really a unique opportunity um, to get solid feedback from people within the industry that people are basically trying to break into. Um, it's honest. It's, it can be critical um, and it can be it can be. Um, it could really help you develop. And whether you decide to take that idea forward or not, you're able to use that feedback um, to for your development and for your future business. So it's really came about because we were responding to our community and what they, what we knew, what we could hear and knew that they needed. Um, we didn't want to be like any other organization or any other startup community that was just there as a, a chamber for just, just words or conversations, which is great, but action needs to be taken. And so why was this important for London or I believe you're focusing on ethnic sections of London? Yeah, so our focus is um, underrepresented or underestimated entrepreneurs. So essentially, the faces that we don't do not see in um, the ecosystem globally. So whether that be ethnic minorities or women, um, that's our focus. So essentially, going back to an earlier point I made, we, we noticed that there was a huge gap in learning and a huge gap in networks and opportunities for people like that. So I would mention that made up in the team, we are all business professionals. We have, some of us have been trained and worked at big corporations, other smaller organizations, but we have basically been given the tools and the learnings that we wanted to give back to our community and also connect with people that are in the business and sort of ecosystem. Um, so it's really just addressing a huge gap um, it, that we recognise. And it's important because, again, like I said, having that space to test things is very unique, especially for people that are underrepresented, because it's not every day that you're able to, you would get that opportunity, you know? Like, most of us don't have um, the resources the connections um, to do so. So it's, it's, it's very valuable for someone in that position. And that's exactly why it's important. And so what, what was the key? Uh, you spoke a little bit about mentorship. And one of the things that I really mm. loved compared to a lot of other hackathons, you have a very, very diverse pool of mentors that are really mm. accomplished and that people really respect. But not only that, they're very, very, very engaging. So they're really yes. very proactive in the ideas, in the in the workshops that you're doing. What what's the key to getting those those mentors and the, those type of mentors that really want to proactively help newer entrepreneurs? Yeah, you're right because um, yeah, we do have like a great um, pool of mentors that we're able to tap into, and like so with Slick um, two weeks ago, we actually managed to engage Nick Jenkins, the founder of Moonpig, to come and mentor some, some startups. And I would say the key to that is really maintaining our relationships and maintaining our networks. So most of our mentors are people that look like us. So the motivation is there, there because they want to get and they want to see more people like them in the ecosystem um, and to share their learnings. So we're able to tap into that motivation 
Um, and also, there isn't many forums for them to do so, um, believe it or not. That's surprising. So I know a lot of them um, I want to support, but probably don't have much time um, or there isn't a platform for them to do so um, so this this allows them to do that um, in a very informal basis. Just they just offer or volunteer like a couple of hours on a Saturday, and they're able to do that and do it on a very large scale because we have mostly about like forty to fifty participants at a time. So it's a really good opportunity for them to do so. Um, and we only ever engage, of course, because it's it's a large sacrifice of time. People that are really motivated to give back and support early stage entrepreneurs. So that's exactly why they're, they're engaged, because they want to be. And also that they, they believe in what we're doing and our mission. Um, I think the key for us is that we stay consistent and we stay visible. So um, how we've been able to engage more and more mentors as we've gone along is by continuing what we're doing. Um, now that we started our fellowship program, which basically um, creates a formal community of our mentors and speakers, it allows them to feel that they belong to something and that we can turn to them all the time. So it's kind of having that, that brand um, so I think that's key, um, especially when you're part of the community. If you feel like you are actually part of something and it's an exchange as opposed to um, us just taking your time, um, it's a give and take, then it's it really key to keeping people motivated. Um, but like, as I, as I said, naturally, the people want to be engaged and, and that in itself is a motivation. But I think our branding and our visibility definitely helps. And also, sorry, just lastly to, to mention, um, it's all most of most of our mentors have come from our individual networks. So, um, like I mentioned, most of us are business professionals, and combined, we have years and years of experience. For instance, Cecil on the team, who's a director um, at Founder Bank, is also a director in his company. So you can imagine um, years of networking and years of experience has actually been a benefit for us. So I, I think one of my my key advice to people who are trying to get into business or startups is networking is king um, and maintaining those relationships um, is really useful because we've been able to leverage them with ve and very little um, effort or financial commitment from our part um, to do so. It's really just about the power of relationships. I think that's a good message for not just hackathon organizers, but participants too. A lot of yeah. people, a lot of people, if you're not in tech, a lot of people don't see the reason to go to hackathons, not realizing right. there's people from all different backgrounds there, all different levels of the career ladder. And you can really develop very strong relationships in a short, short period of time. But what other almost tools and tips would you give to hackathon participants? So people that come to Foundervine events and Foundervine hackathons, what would you share with them to encourage more people to come? Yeah, I'd actually um, make a point as well before I go into that, that I think when many people hear the word hackathon, um, because it's traditionally tied to very technical roles, um, and I think... It, it, the idea or the model comes from technical hackers, like, you know, um, trying to solve a, a bug or something like that. Um, actually, nowadays, especially with our 
hackathon. It isn't just for technical people, although that's definitely encouraged. If you're a technical person, we definitely encourage people to come. But I think that word sort of scares people off. So a lot of the time when I mention it, um, many people, the first response will be, oh, but I'm not technical. And you don't have to be technical. Um, it's really what we're trying to push is um, that just because it's tech-enabled or it's a tech business doesn't mean you have to be technical. There's roles for everyone. Um, and essentially what we focus on more on our hackathon is business development. So the aim is to build a prototype, a sort of skeleton for your business or your business idea and to get feedback for it. Um, so we give you the tools to build that foundation, essentially. So we go through things from um, the idea, so idea generation to business and modeling. So actually building the groundwork for how you're going to make money. What does your business actually do? What is its aims? Um, all the way through to pitching. How do you pitch this idea? Um, in the in the right format and things like market validation, market research. So, so really the basic tools for building your business. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to be technical at all. Um, so that's one point I would make. Um, but in terms of advice for people going, so that relates to, to that point, is just be open. Um, it can sound very daunting in that, um, you know, like you mentioned, everybody's at different levels and I guess it can be intimidating if you feel like somebody next to you has achieved so much and they're doing this and they they built five businesses or something like that. When, we, when we're at South Africa, everybody starts from a clean slate. Um, and what I find very interesting, which is one of the best things about Start 54 that I love, is that people surprise you so much. Um, we get the applications in and people buy the tickets and we see their profiles. And it's interesting, the people, a lot of the time, the people with the least experience per se on paper end up doing the best simply because they come like a sponge and really take things in. Um, so the ideas that we think that were a bit like, oh, that doesn't sound, that sounds a bit weird. We're not sure about this person. They end up glowing um, and they just come out of nowhere like a dark horse. So I think, yeah, just be open and ready to learn. That's all we ask for on that weekend and nothing else. Um, and I would say um, another point is commitment. I mean, it can be a long weekend, um, but the fact that you've decided to attend means that you are committed and you um, see value in, what, in, in, in this. So it can be long. So it starts from Friday evening and ends on the Saturday afternoon slash evening um, with some early mornings, but the value is definitely there, and I'm sure you can attest to that, Dominic. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think um, I think those those are my main things. And finally, as I mentioned, network, network, network. Um, not just with the mentors and not just with the speakers, but your peers. Um, everybody there is like minded, and we give you an opportunity to stay connected with people through our WhatsApp group and other avenues, but ensuring that you stay connected with people that are like-minded and like you that have just, but you both decided to sacrifice your weekend. So there must be some synergy there. So you never know what that relationship can develop into. I think that's great advice for a lot of people that have heard of hackathons and never really considered going. It's something I do talk about with the organizers a lot. As someone who's technical, I do see a lot of value in people having non-technical people there and really 
having them there and feel welcome and like they belong there. I think that's right. really important. I think Founder Vine creates that kind of environment. And it does help if you're not as focused on the tech side and more the business development side. And it's an interesting um, tape. And it's probably more modern tape on hackathons. Mm, yeah, I would say so. And yeah, I, I would emphasize, although it isn't a technical hackathon, we do definitely encourage technical people because, of course, any for any great business, you need that balance. You need um, you need all the roles fulfilled for um, the business. So, yeah. And I know you guys are. Is it the whole continent of Africa or are you just focused on Ghana right now? <laughs> Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, so Izzy, our founder, is um, now based in Accra, Ghana. So we'll be ex- um, scaling our operations in Ghana and um, also uh, scaling out Startup 54 in Accra. Um, also Lagos this year, we will be running a Startup 54 program. And we also have plans for South Africa, Cape Town. Yeah. So those are our main three markets at the moment. But of course, the plan for us is really to really put our fit in, foot into the continent. So watch the space. <laughs> and how do you think, do you think it will be very different? I, I, I ask that because the way it is run now obviously might work really well for the culture and the way we interact in the UK. Would you... Mm-hmm consider running it differently in Ghana, South Africa, Nigeria, like wherever yeah, you go. Of course, yeah. of course. Um like with any business when you're expanding into a new market, you have to um you have to adapt and that's exactly what we will have to do. Um we have a lot of learnings ahead of us um, and we're looking forward to that. One thing is we are definitely going to leverage on our partners and our networks who know better than us who have been operating on the continent and these particular cities longer than us um so we will be um leveraging their knowledge and their support and their network um so we have a lot of learnings in front of us we're really excited to to figure out the model and see how it works and exactly how we can add value because as i mentioned value is um our number one driver and that's really important and maybe and maybe a lot of hackathon organizers or really event organizers haven't figured out like partnerships are key. And it's it's difficult because partnerships yeah. cannot always be easy. But especially when you're yeah. moving into new territory, partnership, especially Africa, Southeast Asia, Latin America, a lot of these places, partnerships are maybe even more important than other places. And yeah. What what is the what's your guy what's your team's strategy for developing these partnerships nurturing these partnerships in the uk you do it extremely well but how do you go about that if you if you're a relatively new hackathon organizer and you want to establish partnerships how would they go about it yeah that's a really good question um so when we start first started as i mentioned we as a team between us we could come together and count uh, on our relationships and that's and from leveraging that we've been able to scale our partnerships so for instance we even did really practical things like look through comb through our linkedin connections and create a combined spreadsheet of people that we knew um that's how important um partnerships are to us 
Um, so really, really honing into that, your network um, and figuring out who could help you add value and who could help you achieve um, the goals that you need. And actually, even before that, understand what your goals are and exactly what you need to achieve. Because until you do that, you don't know how people or your network can support you. So, so that's that's probably the very first step. Um, and I then I think from then um, continuing to be um, consistent in your branding um, and uh, your value proposition is key because then then people that potentially weren't part of your network um, and you would like them to be part of your network or like them to partner with you have been able to observe your trajectory and then you wouldn't need to reach out to them. They, they'd reach out to you. Um, so that's, that's, that's been our experience. So for instance, we've had organizations or individuals who wouldn't have necessarily worked with us in the early days um, because we were brand new. And I guess we didn't have much of a representation of running the programs that we do because we stay consistent um, and our brand and message has been clear from the beginning. Um, these organizations have essentially been watching us um, and they've seen that work we do and we've been able to show um, a portfolio of the things that we do, a proven record. And then it just makes the conversations and the the negotiations much easier. Um, So yeah, I think those are three things. Understand what your your vision is, um, what your goals are, tap into your personal networks, leverage those stay consistent with your your brand and value position and then things will go go from there i want to thank you annette it's been amazing it's been really insightful for me and i hope so <laughs> no no definitely i i always well i say always i my first found divine event was mid mid last year i think yeah i think well mid- no last it was year? october october right yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I've known you guys for longer, but I guess October yeah, that's a good was <laughs> October was my first one. I know you guys. Yeah. I went to your hackathon the other day, and I think I know you guys mm-hmm. have like a workshop coming up soon. Yeah. So what is yes, is it? How to build an app? Maybe I, I'm not. Sure. Uh, how to build a chatbot? Chatbot. How to build a chatbot? Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, I will definitely see you at more events and be Amazing. keeping up with the progress hopefully the next time i cover you guys i'm covering some amazing stuff you guys are doing in africa so hopefully that's... amazing yeah i hope so it do you is... actually have a question for you, if you okay don't mind. yeah no no go ahead um because of course you've been speaking to uh, many organizations and many hackathon organizers um yeah. what is as as a participant what is the main thing that you're looking for in a hackathon? Well, I t- it's funny because I try not to participate as much anymore. But I like mm. I like coming and creating. But I think I spoke to you guys before because I'm relatively technical and like you guys, I'm a, I I have the skills already. And for me, it's more mm-hmm. just like a fun thing. I if fun mm-hmm. and networking. So fun and networking. I usually you have amazing people at hackathons. It's usually a great time, and that's just me. That's what I like. I like actually making stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why sometimes probably the the more technical hackathons are for me personally if I'm to enter. But what mm-hmm. I'm finding 
now, especially speaking to more organizing participants, hackathon, especially to developers traditionally, means a specific thing. But no, like all over the world, like the the this one word hackathon means completely different things to corporates, yeah. to nonprofits, to community organizations, to organizations like yours. And what I'm interested at this point is really kind of reverse engineering problem solving and reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. How do we get all these people from these different backgrounds in a space where they feel comfortable, where they can just create? What's the best way to do that? And obviously now I feel there's no best way, but there's lots of different ways. For example, and I think I, I don't think I spoke to you specifically, but I spoke to your team. Like the way you guys ideate to come up with the ideas is different to some other hackers. Some other hackathons, people just come, they have an idea, they pitch the idea. Everyone who has an idea pitches their idea and people just join their team and mm-hmm. i have to think what what i think about is that the best way right what if someone has a great idea but they're really really scared of pitching and they right. might have the best idea there and your your hackathon really tailors to really beginners and people kind of just getting started maybe not the most confident or maybe slightly more anxious which actually yeah. is most of the population that you're going to see in the world. Right. And the more traditional hackathons, the one I actually favor going to, is kind of the opposite. It's for people that are relatively confident, um, kind of have an idea of what they're doing. It's, it's, but like I said, they, all of these hackathons are very, very different, and you get different things out of them. I'm interested, too, in, like, the solution. So even though you you might have a hackathon in um in Ghana, and it, you might have start of fifty four in Ghana, and there's three winners, there might be seven solutions out there that can in, in that hackathon that can really really be pushed forward. So so how do yeah, you, yeah. how do we provide that support ongoing support? What's the best way that it looks like? I, I'm just fascinated with with these with these kind of problem solving events. That's kind of why I mm. go to it now. Uh, mm. I go to the Barclays one. Uh, I'm going to Santander coming up. I'm not. I I haven't seen KPMG host one yet in the last year or so. Yeah. No. And the thing is, they KPMG does, but it's more internal. Yeah. So they recently had one um, in partnership with. Um, the, the sponsored charity NSPCC, but that was just for um colleagues. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, and that's I I cover some internal ones too, and that's very different. Mm. I cover yeah. I cover this some some companies internal hackathons for team building. Some companies mm. do internal hackathons to generate new ideas and kind of allocate resources to those new ideas. And yeah. that's why I find a lot exactly. of this really interesting. Exactly. But thank you for the, for the conversation. <laughs> yeah, of course. Anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.